Blog Talk Radio. Satellites in the skies broadcasting live 
Uh, you probably have uh, heard of it, and I know that we used to practice uh, bug out drills quite a bit, uh, especially when I was in uh, when I first started out with artillery unit, because the artillery units uh, starting in uh, after right around after Vietnam, the uh, the radar locating abilities uh, of our of our enemies that we we're training against became so uh, so precise in their ability to locate you that uh, we were training to only fire two rapid rounds by the battery before we would have to displace and try and get out of there as fast as we could. Uh, because back then, you probably, you, you had only, uh, uh, you fire the first round, and it would get their attention. You fire the second round, they'd be able to track it back to you, start sending the data to their own counter-battery fires, and then start sending rounds your way. So you'd be able to fire the two rounds and then get out of there as quickly as possible. And nobody likes thinking about bugging out because bugging out means, you know, at least in the military, it means you're you're running away. And nobody in the military wants to run away. I mean, the, the whole idea of... Uh, the whole philosophy of the, of the American Armed Forces is standing and fighting and winning. But there's plenty of occasions you have to bug out. And uh, and that is where I first heard the term bugging out. Uh, whip into a place, set the, uh, uh, set the guns up uh, very rapidly, get the guns set, fire the, uh, uh, the rounds, and then bug out. And... Uh, and now it has come into common usage, meaning to uh, to escape from your home, to get away, get out uh, in case of some kind of uh, uh, natural or man-made disaster. Now, I guess the first thing that I want to talk to you guys about tonight and we covered some of this uh, a little bit last week when we were talking to uh, Mr. Duarte. And that is that bugging out, in most cases, is a very, very bad idea. Uh, when you bug out, you turn yourself into an instant refugee. Uh, I know that a lot of people... They have it in their mind that uh, if something happens, <clears throat> they're going to grab their uh, rifles and their sleeping bags and their Coleman lanterns, and they're going to head to the woods, and they're going to they're going to live some type of idyllic life in the woods uh, and survive there until uh, whatever happens has passed, or or maybe in their minds they're thinking about uh, living there forever. Uh, building a cabin and and living off the land like Jeremiah Johnson. The problem is, if you guys, if any of you guys watch uh, any of the survival shows that are uh, run, currently running on TV, stuff like the Survivor Man with Les Stroud, uh, if you watch him, and he is he's about as uh, informed. When living in the wild, as uh, as almost anyone, and you can see how difficult it is for him uh, as a trained survivalist 
to survive uh, even just uh, during the seven-day blocks that he's on. Now, granted, he usually only he usually has to improvise. He usually doesn't uh, bug out with uh, you know fishing gear and uh, uh, and rifles and and everything else that you could uh, theoretically uh, drop in your bag and take with you. Nonetheless, it is still uh, very very hard for him to make it on his seven days. Now, add to that the fact that when you're bugging out, you're leaving every single thing that that you own, uh, other than what you can cram in your bag or in your vehicle. You're leaving you're leaving everything behind. You're leaving everything. I mean, uh, I'm not going to tell you that people are defined by their material possessions. But I will tell you that that people usually build their lives and live their lives uh, to a great deal around material possessions. When I say that, I'm talking about your house, your your car, uh, your garden, your riding mower, you know, everything that is you, your your study, your library, uh, everything. You're leaving everything behind. And when you leave it behind, there's nobody to take care of it. There's nobody to guard it, uh, to safeguard it. Everything that you leave behind, you may be leaving it behind forever. You may never be able to come back to it. You may never be able to uh, to salvage anything. Not only that, but in most cases, uh, in cases, uh, and now I'm talking now about... Uh, uh, we're gonna we'll, we're gonna we'll divide this up and we'll talk about reason about times when you should, but uh, but when most folks are talking about uh, like end of the world scenarios, uh, they're talking about bugging out and getting away and going to the woods and stuff like that. Uh, in most cases, if there's a reason for you to bug out, then there's a reason for everybody on your block to bug out. Everybody in your community, everybody in your city, everybody in your county, maybe even everybody in your state to bug out too. And we're talking about uh, uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people all taking off at the same time, all going where, who knows where. And, and whenever you do that, uh, especially folks – that whenever you ask them about this and they talk about bugging out and going out to the wilderness, that's like the end of their plan. It ends right there. It ends in their minds with some idyllic situation with them arriving at some some uh, unknown place in the woods, just some place in the woods that they haven't uh, that, that they haven't really they haven't scouted. They haven't decided on where it's going to be. They're not going to tell you. I'm going to. Uh, to grid uh, six three seven eight uh, nine seven seven one, uh, and that's where my location will be because they don't know because they because they haven't thought past throwing a bunch of stuff in uh, their bag and taking off like uh, like the boys in Red Dawn did. They're not thinking it through. They're not thinking past it. So there's going to be millions of other people, or at least tens of thousands of other people. On the road too. You're going to end up sleeping uh, 
under a bridge or in a cave with a bunch of other dirty, stinky, dangerous guys, all right? Because very rapidly, if this is a situation where everybody has to bug out, then at the same time, the the laws of the nation are going to fail. At least the local laws are, the local law enforcement. You'll be subject to the whims of whoever there is strongest. And I don't care how bad a guy you are, how tough a guy you are, how many guns and stuff you are, if it's just you and your wife and your kids, uh, 100% guaranteed you're going to fail. You're going to end up watching some terrible horror show that ends badly. At the very least, as I said in the beginning, you're going to turn you and your whole family into instant refugees. You're going to turn yourselves into uh, into uh, lost and stressed, and uh, and you will be uh, submitting yourself to uh, to many dangerous situations. All right, so if I'm talking about that, if I'm saying that bugging out's a bad idea, then why aren't we talking about it? We're talking about it because there are some situations where you may have to bug out. You may have to leave. And if that's the case, then you need to make sure that you are ready to do so in a competent fashion. Now, bugging out should start with a bug out plan. Uh, And the bug out plan can't be, I'm just going to grab some, I'm going to grab my backpack and uh, and some rifles and ammunition and and a fishing gear and and a hatchet and what else? And my backpack's almost full. Uh, I'm going to put some. Let me put a loaf of bread and some sandwich meat in here. And and what else? Uh, a thing of aspirin. And what else? Some matches. And, um, and man, it's almost full now. My bag almost full. <laughs> it has to be a cleanly thought out and prepared situation. Now, the first thing, obviously you need to think about is what would cause you to bug out? What would be a reason that I would pick up and leave rather than than hunkering down here in my home with my family, all my stuff, all my provisions, and uh, and maybe my friends? What is going? What would cause me to bug out? What would cause me to jump out of here and take off? And take a look at the things that might possibly cause you to do that. Because there are some reasons that you would do that. Uh, something like uh, uh, the most, probably the most common thing would be uh, a hurricane. If you were living in one of the coastal areas and you, you're you in the path of a hurricane and it's probably going to be coming towards you, then that would be a reason to bug out. Uh, the folks from the week before last show, uh, Jim and Kim Heath, uh, and hopefully if they 
if you guys are listening or if you're near a phone or anything, I wish you guys would call in and and let us know how you were doing. Uh, Jim and Kim were in the middle of the Colorado brush fires that were that were running a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they uh, had come up to the point where they were just about going to be forced to bug out. And they learned a lot from that situation. So a fire might cause you, if you were in the path of an oncoming uh, uh, forest fire or prairie fire or whatever, a major fire that was headed your way, that could be a reason that you'd want to bug out. Uh, it could be uh, if, you, if you wanted to go toward a darker scenario, uh, there could be something like uh, uh, like a dirty bomb. Maybe a dirty bomb went off in your uh, city, and and you weren't sure whether the fallout was going to include your home and your neighborhood. Uh, because the dirty bomb isn't the end of the world. I mean, it's dirty and it's nasty and it's and it's deadly uh, in in some parts of it. But it's not the end of the world. And if you are outside of the uh, the actual blast, the actual explosive uh, area of it, because the dirty bomb is is simply conventional explosives that are used to uh, distribute and disperse radioactive material. It's not a, an actual fusion bomb. It's a conventional explosive that has uh, some type of radioactive material that's going to be dispersed by the conventional explosion. It's going to explode it, blow it up into the air, and it's going to come raining down as dust particles, and then that uh, uh, radioactive material is going to be dangerous uh depending on what type of material is used and what levels of radiation it produces. So that could be another, re- uh, another reason. And uh, and you may well get uh, some indication that something is coming. Usually for a hurricane coming, they've got uh, every uh, television station, every weather station tracking it. Uh, and if it starts heading your way and you think that you might be in the path of it, then the next question you have to ask yourself, and this isn't just for the hurricane, it's for all situations that it would uh, that would require you to bug out. And your next question would be, what do you need to answer, is at what point do I make the decision to go? What tri- What is the trigger that, uh, that puts this in place? What event has to happen where I say, that's it. That's it. Let's go right now. Bags in the car and let's go. <laughs> there has to be some type of trigger that is going to uh, that once that once that line is crossed, once that trigger is pulled, that you're going to make the decision to go and you're going to go right then and there. Now I don't know what it's going to be for you. You'll have to figure out what it is for yourself. Uh, but you could say if you're living on uh, on the coast, you could say uh, uh, once the once the city or county issues an evacuation order, then that's it. Then we're leaving, because uh, then the the city or county may have decided that the probability of the hurricane coming ashore in your area and causing uh, damage or danger to the inhabitants of that area is great enough that they will uh, order an evacuation. <clears throat> that might be the trigger for you, but keep in mind that once that that evacuation order is in place, then everybody else is going to go. 
you may want to have your own trigger that pulls before then. You may want to have your own trigger that pulls before then so that you can say, all right, if it gets to uh, to point A or point B, uh, maybe the television stations are saying uh, the uh, the city is deciding, is trying to decide now whether or not to issue an evacuation order. Maybe that's all it takes. Maybe at that point you can say, all right, that's it. Let's go. We're going right now. So you have to determine what the trigger is going to be for you. Otherwise, you'll you'll sit there hemming and hawing and 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 second guessing yourself and saying, okay, should I go or should I not go? Should we stay or should we not stay? You should have a trigger in place that once it uh, once that line is crossed, then then it's a go for you to leave. All right, uh, because being caught on the highway with thousands or tens of thousands of other folks might be just as dangerous as going through the uh, as going through the hurricane or, or the other natural disaster. <clears throat> all right. So first of all you have to have you have to understand that you may have to bug out. And once you've decided that you may have to bug out and I'm talking about I'm not talking about for a specific situation. I'm talking about the, the concept of bugging out. You need to decide uh, in what cases you would bug out, all right? In what cases would I bug out? Once you've got that figured out, then you can uh, you can set the next line of parameters, which would be, all right, in these cases, when the hurricane's coming, then I may bug out. That's one of the cases where I would bug out is a hurricane. And for me to actually do the bug out, the, the hurricane would need to do this, or I would have to hear this, or uh, whatever the case may be. You'll need to set yourself a trigger so that you can you can make the decision uh, and rapidly take off. Now, some people, uh, I'm going to tell you too, that there's there's nothing wrong with and well. Let me just let me continue on. I'm going to come back to this. Uh, well, no, let me talk about it right now, and that is that uh, once you have, once you start thinking about this, and you've thought about uh, the things that would uh, that would make you go, you thought about the triggers that would actually cause you uh, to put your your uh, plan to leave the area in motion. You need to make sure that now that you have an actual plan. This can't be done in the order that I'm doing it. I mean, you have to have the plan on where you would go and what you're going to do beforehand. And I'm going to tell you right now that unless you're uh, a single guy in excellent shape that that is one of the top survival instructors in the nation – and you have a uh, a semi death wish uh and you're going to you want to see if you can survive in the wilderness with uh, thousands or tens of thousands of other armed lawless individuals then you need to figure out a plan that is not going to put you in the position of danger that I just described all right so 
When I say making a plan to bug out, I don't mean for you to make a plan to head to the woods. That's the absolute last scenario that I would ever recommend. I don't think I would ever recommend that in, in any situation. What I'm going to tell you instead is that long before you need to bug out, you need to make a plan on where you're going to go, where you're going to go, how you're going to get there, what you're going to take with you. If you're going to go somewhere uh, in the event of a hurricane, and hurricanes are a fairly fairly common thing. It's not like uh, that hurricanes are on the same scale as uh, comets or aliens or zombies. Hurricanes are a pretty common thing. It's we're we're going to get a hurricane just a, every year. We're going to get something, right? So this is going to be something that you can, if you're, especially if you live in coastal areas, you can pretty much plan on that uh, there's going to be a hurricane. That may or may not come your way, but there's going to be a hurricane somewhere. <laughs> so go ahead now and figure out if you haven't already. A lot of the hurricane folks, uh, you know, they'll live through there and they. They've got some form of plan, but make a plan on where you're going to go. Uh, and then, and, and the best thing is going to be to to have a plan to go and stay with uh, friends or family in some other part of the state, uh, some other part of the nation that uh, is safe from uh, the the oncoming path. Uh, of the hurricane, or that's, that's safe in general from hurricane. It's an inland area. It's not going to flood, all right? Uh, think about this beforehand. Find a place. Now, you may have a, uh, maybe you have a camping uh, uh, cabin uh, that you use that's, uh, that's farther inland or that's across the border or something like that that's, that is uh, used by your family, a hunting lease or camping lease or a vacation home or something that uh, you can go to. If that's the case, fine. <clears throat> then you're going to make your plan to go to that location. And make sure that you've already stocked that uh, that hunting, camp, cabin, vacation home. Make sure you have it uh, at least stocked to take care of you for a, a week or so with canned goods and toilet paper and toothpaste and and stuff like that, because normally when something like this comes up, everybody goes crazy. All the stores get uh, get savage. So don't wait to buy any goods that you're going to need to uh, to stock up your secondary location, your bug out location. Do it now. Canned goods will last, uh, you know, a good year or more, and uh, you can just eat them next time you go. Uh, up to your hunting cabin or vacation cabin, you just buy the food that you're going to take, uh, that you're going to eat, and then eat the food that you left there, which is so that you're rotating it, uh, and you're restocking everything, making sure that you have uh, uh, plenty of the necessities. <clears throat> now, if you don't have that, then you need to talk to somebody uh, about about perhaps coming and staying with them. And like I said, this is for uh, right now. The situation I'm talking about is for folks that are that are living in uh, in a hurricane-prone area. All right, 
and you can talk to you can talk to family or friends and say, look, if a hurricane comes, would it be okay if we came and we stayed with you? Uh, and if so, then start making arrangements so that if that does happen, that uh, you can have some stuff possibly uh, pre-staged there with them because. One of the things that uh, one of the things you don't want to do is uh, is say, "Look, we're gonna I'm gonna bring my wife and my seven kids to your house, and uh, because the hurricane is coming out, I'm gonna bring my wife and my seven kids to your house so that we can eat up all of your groceries and uh, and everything else. Uh, maybe you can pre-stage some food there." Uh, usually folks don't mind. You, you can put together like something like a, a footlocker size uh, kit of extra food and, uh, and toothbrushes and things like that that you can pre-stage there at the uh, at your friends or your family's home, <clears throat> and then that way you know where you're going to go in the event of a uh, of like a hurricane. All right. If it's coming now, the next thing I'm going to tell you is is once you have decided on where your bug out location is going to be, because I don't recommend you bugging out unless you have a bug out location. And the the very best thing to do is you have bug out location A, bug out location B, and bug out location C, because you never know what's going to happen. If you say, uh, if you've already made a deal to go and stay with uh, uh, Uncle Charlie and Aunt Edna in the event of a hurricane, and the hurricane starts coming, but it's coming from a direction that it is also threatening uh, uh, your nephew Billy and his family and your other uh, nephew uh, uh, Johnny and his family, and they're going to stay with mom and dad, then maybe mom and dad, now they've got uh, four other adults and uh, nine kids there, and where are you going to stay? How are you going to stay there with them? I'm sure with the end of the world thing, maybe you could do that, but it's it's a hurricane. And, uh, and you could probably still do it, but what if you couldn't? What if you couldn't do it? So the best thing to do, it's to make sure that you have a bug out location A, a bug out location B, and then a bug out location C. Make sure that uh, that you have worked out these alternate locations and know why you're going to go to one or the other. And then, you know, once you've once you've determined where it's going to be, that will assist you in knowing what you need to do as far as to plan as far as the supplies and stuff like that. All right. If you're going to uh, uh, Uncle Charles and Aunt Edna's, and they've got uh, uh, they had uh, ten kids, and they built a home with uh, nine bedrooms, and uh, and all the kids are adults, and they're left or they're moved out of the country and stuff like that. Then they're probably going to have uh, beds and sheets and everything else stuff like that. Uh, if they don't, you're going to need to to either pre-stage stuff there or take stuff with you. 
so you got to know where you're going so that, so that you can have a better idea of what you're going to need uh, when you get there, all right? Now, the other thing is, how are you going to get there? And by how, I mean what vehicle are you going to use and what route are you going to use? Because you don't want to, you don't want to jump into your vehicle in a high, uh, high anxiety, emotional state, and and uh, number one, I would never depend on my uh, uh, the car GPS or the phone GPS or something like that. I just wouldn't do it. Uh, it's a disaster in the best of times, let alone, uh, you know, it's something going on. Instead, I would make sure that uh, that I had a good, hard uh, copy map in the vehicle, and then I would make sure that I previously looked at the different routes I could use to get to Uncle Charles and Aunt Edna's. And here's why. Uh, we know that in all the cases where there's been evacuations, all of the freeways get uh, jammed up immediately. They all get jammed up. They all shut down. Uh, everybody's rushing that way. All of the gas stations get sucked dry of uh, gasoline and all other supplies. <clears throat> so Traveling on an interstate is probably going to be is probably not going to be the best choice. So how else are you going to get there? And then here's another consideration: is that uh, in many cases uh, the the roads that you're traveling, if you're going to try and get away from a hurricane, then you're going to be traveling a pretty good distance. Uh, Usually, most roads have to cross a river somewhere. Uh, if you're going from the east coast to the west coast, you're going to have to cross uh, several rivers. And the rivers are only forded in certain places. They only have they were only bridged over in certain places. So you'll need to determine your route of travel. And that by itself is not good enough, not just getting the pen and uh, and the map and looking at it and saying, okay, here's here's the route we're going to go. We're going to go uh, uh, down, uh, uh, you know, the uh, FM uh, 2620 uh, to uh, FM uh, 421, and uh, that's not going to cut it. What you're going to need to do, is uh, once you've got the locations decided on that you're going to go to, is to actually physically travel those routes and see what you're looking at. Because uh, if I were going to, if I wanted to say one of my escape routes was going to be from here uh, to Georgetown on the Granger Highway or something like that, <clears throat> then uh, if it was a case of me having to make that trip in a torrential downpour, uh, maybe in a hurricane or something like that, I might be out of luck because there are uh, quite a few rivers in this area that are unfordable in the rain. You know, they have low water crossings. 
uh, you drive you drive down across a concrete barrier that is set down at the at the river level, and if the water rises, it makes it unfordable. It's a you can't go in that direction. So you'll need to to physically inspect the routes that you're going to take before you get into a situation like this. Because like I said, you're going to be experiencing a lot of anxiety already. If there's something that's forcing you to leave your home uh, for you and your family's safety, you already have a lot of stress that's going on. And you don't want to be at that point to be uh, driving down the road with the dome light on and uh, yelling at your wife or significant other, uh, asking her, where's the turn? Where's the turn? Did we pass it? Uh, is that Was that it back there? I don't know. We've never been this way before. I don't know. You'll end up getting lost. You'll go the wrong direction. Uh, don't do that. Physically drive the route and inspect it. See if there are any uh, hazards along the way, low water crossings or uh, an old bridge that, uh, that may not that may not make it. Uh, there's, uh, at least here in Texas, there are thousands of uh, bridges and dams uh, that are in awfully bad shape and uh, low water crossings and stuff like that. So make sure that you have selected a route to get to your location, your your bug out location, and that you physically travel it. All right, now that is, and then that would be your primary route. Then look and find a secondary way to get there. Find a secondary way to get there. If I go uh, on FM twenty one twenty and I go to 430, and I can't turn on the 430 because of whatever reason, how am I going to get there now? Don't wait until you are forced to make the trip to figure out an alternative way to get there. All right, now this may seem like a lot of uh, a lot of effort to put into and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, nonsense. A lot of people call it nonsense. But I'm telling you that uh, I'm sure that all of you guys can relate to this, all of you guys and, and girls, of course, that uh, that even in the best of situations, when you're traveling on a nice, happy uh, vacation and you go down the wrong road, how quickly that can set everybody on edge. Well, think about doing it uh, in a dangerous or life-threatening situation, and think about the added uh, the added dangers and anxiety that you expose yourself and your family to. Uh, I don't imagine it could be that hard at all uh, to to set this down for a weekend and say, "All right, here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to hop in the vehicle." We're going to drive this route here to uh, Uncle Charles and Aunt Edna's, and we're just going to say hi to them real quick, and then we'll come back. Maybe come back the alternate way and uh, check out that 
road. Uh, and make sure that you've driven it and you made note. You, know, you can have a notebook there and you can make notes about uh, things along the way. Maybe there's some things along the way that, that could be useful to you. Uh, maybe there is a, uh, a state park with a big sheltered, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, meeting hall or, you know, or, or a picnic area. Maybe there's something there along the route that, uh, that could be of use to you. Maybe there is a, uh, uh, a tire store on one of the back roads. Say you, you rip a tire up and, you know, uh, it would be nice to know if there was a tire store somewhere. So make notes, uh, about the things that you see along your trip and make sure that you can get to your secondary location by alternate means, all right? And uh and like I said, this is easy to uh this is easy to put off and it's easy not to do. But but it's going to be a very important thing on the day that it's necessary, all right? So take the time to do this. Uh, so here's the order. First of all, we've got to decide uh, we have to understand the things that would make us bug out. What are the things that would actually make us bug out of, of our home, of our, of our living area? Because... As we talked about it earlier, bugging out is usually not the best option. There are going to be some cases where you're going to be forced to, but it's usually not the best option. So first off, decide on what those things are that would actually cause you to leave your home. Once you've done that, figure out where are you going to go. And and it can't be the woods. You can't just be, uh, in quotation mark, the woods. All right. Even if you, even if you're just determined, absolutely determined that you're going to live in the woods, then, then I highly suggest that uh, before the whatever imminent disaster arrives, that you get in your vehicle and you drive to the woods and you figure out where it is, what uh, where you're going to go in the woods. You know, have a certain place already picked out so that you can go straight to the woods and start your, your idyllic life there. <clears throat> For everybody else, make arrangements to have some other location. And... And it, it may not be, uh, if it's a hurricane or something like that, it may, it may just be a hotel room, okay? But even if it's a hotel room, if it's not uh, uh, Uncle Charles and Aunt Edna's, decide on what the hotel room is going to be, what hotel you're going to go to, and plan the route to it and drive the route, all right? So first you have to decide on what to, would cause you to leave, then you're going to have to decide on what uh, on you know, what would cause you to to bug out, and then you're going to have to decide what is going to trigger that, what's going to make you actually get in the vehicle and go. Then you have to decide where you're going and how you're going to get there. 
Now, let's talk about uh, for using vehicles, which <laughs> which I would certainly suggest you use. Uh, I've watched some of the shows recently about folks talking about how they're going to uh, put their backpack on and walk out of the city and uh, and start their bug out in that way. Uh, let's talk about the idea that you're going to use your vehicle. And your vehicle is going to require some form of fuel, all right? It's either going to be gas or electricity or uh, propane or diesel. It's going, to be, it's going to be some form of fuel that you're going to have to have to get to where you're going, all right? And how far away is your location? Can you make it on one tank of gas? If not, where are you going to get the additional fuel to get to your location? Because I told you uh, already, don't plan on there being any fuel that you can buy. Once uh, the order is given to evacuate or people start evacuating on their own, don't plan on there being fuel that you can purchase. Uh, There may be. You may look out and there may be. But normally, once something like this happens and the hordes of locusts start leaving uh, leaving the cities, they suck up all of the consumable goods along the way. So if your bug out location is more than a tank of gas away, then you're going to require additional fuel to make it. Where are you going to get the fuel? Uh, And if it's going to take a full tank of gas plus some, or even just a full tank of gas, do you have that? Do you have that already? Because if you don't, where are you going to get the gas to make it a full tank of gas plus five gallons for you to get there? All right? <clears throat> so where are you going to get the fuel from? Uh, the best thing to do would be to store some fuel at your home. <clears throat> that way, uh, if you had to leave, then you could just grab the fuel and take it with you. Uh, I'm going to tell you also that it's just as the the cost for you to keep your vehicle full is no more than it is to let it run to empty. It costs the exact same amount to keep your tank topped off. Uh, It also uh, has a uh, secondary uh, value in that uh, if your tank is full, you can't get nearly as much uh, condensation inside the tank. Uh, all right, so if you've kept your vehicle full, uh, especially if you uh, if the news says, hey, there's a, uh, there's a, looks like there's a tropical storm uh, starting to make itself up out in the Gulf, uh, that is your signal then, especially if you haven't been doing it before, is to keep your tank full. I don't care if you, if you only use a dollar's worth, if you only use a, a quart of gas, Fill it back up before you get to your home. Stop by and put in a, a dollar's worth of fuel before you get back to your house. Make sure that your tank is full. <clears throat> and then you can get, uh, you can purchase the five-gallon uh, fuel containers at uh, almost any of the uh, the Lowe's or Home Depot or anything like that, Tractor Supply. You can purchase uh, 
the five-gallon cans of fuel, or just five-gallon cans. You'll have to purchase fuel separately. You can keep that fuel in your uh, in your garage. You can store it safely. There's, it's, you can safely store fuel in your garage if you pay attention to the fact that you have it there. Store that fuel in your garage, and then as part of your uh, as part of your plan, remember that that fuel is going to uh, that it will get old. So uh, once a month, take that uh, five-gallon can of gas, pour it into your vehicle, stick it in the back, and then go and fill it back up. All right. That way you're rotating through your fuel stop. Put it in the vehicle. Go to the station, finish filling your vehicle up, and then refill the five-gallon container. That way you can get to uh, wherever you're going to go. Now, if it's going to be farther than a tank of gas in a five-gallon container, then you're going to have to find that out. You're going to have to figure out how far, how much fuel you're going to need to have stationed with you to get to wherever you're going to go, okay? So make sure that you are not planning on purchasing fuel to get to your secondary location. Uh, and we talked about the secondary locations, making sure that you've uh, picked them out ahead of time, and not just one. Can't just be uh, Uncle Edna, no, Uncle Charles and Aunt Edna. Can't just be just them, because like I said, all the uh, their kids may have come home to roost. Uh, you may need some other place. So make sure that you have uh, multiple places that you've already uh, planned, that you've made plans that you can go, and each of those locations may have, may require different supplies. Some you may be able to pre-position. Uh, others you may have to do, uh, you may have to take with you. So just know what you're going to need for each of the locations that uh, you may have to go to. Uh, let me see. I see uh, somebody here in the chat room talking about uh, roadblocks, highways, clogs, shop choke points. You have the fuel backtrack and work around those issues. That's, uh, that's Ed in the chat room talking about that. And that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's why I'm telling you, you need to to make sure that you don't just uh, say, okay, something happens, we're going to go to uh, Uncle Charles and Anna and his place. Okay? That's our plan. You're going to physically get in your vehicle, and you're going to drive there using secondary roads, not the not the, uh, the interstate, because the interstate is almost uh, certainly going to be a bad choice in the event that you have to clear out quickly. You're going to do this at a time uh, where you're not under high stress and and running from a dangerous situation. You're going to do it uh, when you're having a nice leisurely weekend. You're going to take your notebook with you. You're going to write down uh, areas that could be problem areas, and you're going to figure out solutions to it. You're going to write down places along the way that you uh, might be able to get some assistance uh if there's uh, gas stations along the way or, or tire uh, stations or 
uh, looks like a nice uh, family's home or something like that. Now, I, I would discourage approaching people's homes in situations like this because because they are going to be uh, they're probably going to be uh, uh, jumpy, uh, just like you would if uh, people were all driving down the highway and people start turning down into their driveway. Uh, but you can certainly make note of uh, of homes along the route that look like they may be able to help you. Like uh, if you drive by a, a farm and it looks like there are some uh, some fuel tanks, uh, you know, sitting out there. Maybe that could be a uh, an emergency uh, thing. Uh, I mean, there's been times before when I have uh, when I have uh, you know blown people or just given it to them fuel uh, when they needed it. Uh, so you're going to drive that. You're going to check and make sure that, uh, that the route is a navigatable route and what the possible problems you could face along the way. And then you're going to find a uh, an alternate way to get there if your secondary route is blocked. All right. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> there is... There are the the situations like the hurricanes and stuff like that that you can see coming. Now, there are also situations uh, that you can't see coming. There are, uh, there are things like, uh, like, uh, like I said, like dirty bombs or, uh, or a tornado or, or something, or flooding that, uh, that that is happening immediately, and you've got to get in your car and go. For those occasions, uh, I'm going to suggest that you think about it now. You think about it beforehand, and <clears throat> you keep uh, gear packed up and ready to go that you could put into your vehicle in an emergency like that and take off. I keep uh, several bags. <clears throat> These are uh, pretty large uh, soft bags uh, that uh, in one of the bags I have uh, sleeping gear for everybody. <clears throat> I've got uh, uh, two of the uh, wool blankets. They're the... Uh, like the single bed size wool blankets for each of the family members, and uh, then uh, poncho for each of the family members, and uh, I think there's also a sheet in each of them for the uh, the family members. And then there's uh, there are five or six of the smaller thinner uh, sleeping bags. This all fits into one. Uh, big soft zipper bag, uh, including uh, uh, rain gear, rain jackets for each of the uh, the kids. Uh, the other bag I have has uh, additional uh, emergency survival gear. It's got uh, it's got a half dozen of the crank flashlights that uh, don't need batteries because 
I'm not that great at going checking and uh, replacing batteries all the time. So I just went straight to uh, the hand crank flashlights for it. Uh, I've got two large water purification systems and two small water purification systems in the bag. Uh, I've got enough food, uh, MREs and canned food, uh, for the family for, I think it's about uh, four days. And uh, and then various and sundry other items, uh, matches, uh, pocket knives, uh, hatchets, stuff like that. Those are the two uh, pre-packed uh, soft bags that I have. I just keep those packed. Those are the stuff that we don't normally ever use. And then uh, and the way that I pack it is each of the items I pack, usually individual, in uh, waterproof plastic bags. If it's small enough to go in a gallon bag, then I'll fold it up put it in a gallon bag. If it goes in a quart bag or something like that, I'll put it in one of those. If I need the bigger bags, I go to the dollar store and I buy the bigger, uh, the larger plastic uh, Ziploc bags. Now, some of those are big enough that, uh, you know, I could put uh, a pair of pants and uh, uh, a shirt and underwear and socks and an additional, like, jean jacket and stuff like that all in the one thing and zip it up. Uh, everything is packed inside the bag. Everything is packed inside uh, waterproof containers inside it. So, uh, so even if the bag gets wet on the outside, all of the contents inside are packed inside waterproof containers. Uh, then, of course, there are the uh, the firearms, and I know that's what everybody likes to think about first. But uh, the firearms, uh, the way that I keep most of my firearms is I'll have for my, for any of the pistols, each pistol usually has its own bag, and the bag will have uh, uh, between 500 and 700 rounds uh, inside the uh, the canvas bag, uh, including all the magazines and stuff, and then the pistol will be inside it. And that's just usually how they're stored. Same thing with a the rifle. They're stored uh, about the same way. Uh, other than they'll usually have an additional uh, canvas nylon bag that will hold the ammunition. And that's how they get stored. So if I, I grab uh, one bag, it'll have, uh, say, a 45 uh, ACP pistol, uh, eight magazines, and uh, 500 rounds in it. And that can go quickly into the, the vehicle uh, as well. Now, whatever, I, I'm not going to tell you what you should have packed up in your bug out bag, all right? Uh, I think part of the, uh, part of the, uh, the thing that makes this a doable thing is the idea of you figuring it out for yourself. The whole idea of planning this out, uh, and figuring out for yourself what's going to make it work is one of the things that's going to get you to do it. Uh, if I just handed you a list, say, here's what needs to go in your bag, this is going to solve every single problem, then uh, then you you may or may not do it, or you may look at the thing and say, I can't do it, I don't have all that stuff. Instead, what you need to do is right now start working on the things that you know that you have and what you would need to take with you and the ways that you can either pre, pre, pre-plan it 
pre-pack it, or no, you can make a list and say, all right, if I got to go, here's the list. You can hand it off to one of the other family members. So you start packing this up right now. Uh, that's one of those things that you're going to have to figure out for yourself because I don't know where you're going. I don't know where you're going to go for your secondary location. Uh, you may live somewhere, and your secondary location is going to be somewhere in New York City, so you can't take any guns with you. You're going to have to figure out for yourself what you're going to need, where you're going to go first off, and what you're going to need when you get there. And that's what you're going to have to to figure out that's going to go into your bug-out bag, all right, in your bug-out vehicle, at your bug-out location. You have to figure this out because you know you know what your needs are. Uh, you're going to have to do this in a in a logical fashion. I mean, obviously, you're going to need uh, the five essentials, which is water, food, shelter, energy, and security. So you got to figure out uh, how you're going to have those on the road and wherever you're going to get. Uh, and after that, you're going to have to have the other things in your life that allow you to live. If you're on some type of medication, you better make sure you have uh, have it going with you and you have enough to make it through whatever you're going to do. That means uh, jumping through whatever hoops it is to get uh, some extra orders of the prescription, then do so. Do it now. Figure it out now. Figure out how to do it now. Figure out how to get the extra uh, medication now. Have it Have it packed and ready to go. Don't wait until you are forced to leave and because of your uh, indecisiveness or uh, or your or, or putting it off that you've now put your whole family in danger. Do it now. Make the plans now. It's not hard to do. It's not going to take a long time. You can do most of this in a weekend including making the trip. You need to figure out where you're going to go, what's going to cause you to go, uh, what you're going to need to take with you, and how you're going to get there. And then you're going to figure it out. Uh, we talked about taking the fuel with you, or uh, or maybe maybe you're going to go past uh, somebody's house, and, you're, and they're your good buddies, and you go, look, we're going to be coming by your house. Uh, would it be okay if I prepositioned... Uh, I don't know, 10 gallons of fuel here at your house. And they say, no problem, go ahead. Maybe that's going to be the case. Maybe that's what's going to work for you. I don't know what's going to work for you, but you're going to have to figure it out. And uh, most of the people that listen to the station are pretty pretty sharp folks. I have no doubt that you can figure it out. What you need to do, though, is to start figuring it out now. <clears throat> All right, uh, Next week, we're going to talk about bugging in, which is going to be the absolutely most logical, uh, the most reasonable thing to do in an event. We're going to talk about how to do it, uh, how to make it easier on yourself, the things that you can uh, can do, that you can start doing now uh on a daily and weekly basis to make sure that you are uh, prepared to weather uh, 
from a uh, from one day of uh, ice and snow uh, to three or four months, maybe, or maybe even six months. We're going to talk about the things you're going to need to do to start preparing now to do that. But don't wait uh, until the hurricane evacuation order is put out for you to start figuring this out. Don't wait until after uh, everybody is already on the the freeways and they're clogged down uh, eight hours after the evacuation order has been given. And you finally say, I don't know, I don't know. I, I thought we could stay here. I thought maybe we could ride this out, but now it just looks too dangerous. And and now I don't know if we can make it out. I think we might be stuck here. Remember Mr. Duarte last week talking about that, <clears throat> about how he put his family in unnecessary danger because he didn't take it serious enough. Now, this is going to be something for you to figure out. All right? Nobody else, nobody can figure out uh, how this is going to work other than you. And what I would do, uh, you don't have to be all all on your own on this, all right? There are plenty, uh, there's plenty of information out there now uh, all over the web on this. You can uh, go to the survival blog. They've got a ton of information on the survival blog. Uh, You could just Google bugging out, and uh, there's a... uh, there's a ton of information on uh, uh, just on uh, on hitting the Google button for that on the things that you would need to do. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, probably the, the, the most of them are probably going to tell you that bugging out's a bad idea, and it is. But there's going to be some cases where you don't have any choice. So that is what we're talking about. We're not talking about uh, about having bug out as your primary plan. Bug out is just going to be... Uh, for cases when you don't have any other choice, uh, things like the hurricane or the fire, stuff like that, or floods. <clears throat> All right, so next week we'll be talking about bugging in, but between now and then, uh, you guys start uh, you guys start working on this for next week because what I'd like for you guys to do, I'd like uh, I'd like for some of you guys to call in this next week and tell me about what some of your plans are and how you figured out how to get around some of the stuff. Have you figured out how to do water or what you're figuring out to do for your uh, for your energy needs, right? Because uh, people a lot of times don't look at the whole at the whole five tenants. They just look at a couple of them. They look at uh, security, maybe, in food, or security in water and food. Uh, usually, most folks that I talk to, their guns come first. They got the guns. And um, then they got uh, a gallon of water and maybe an MRE. Uh, and then other people may have more. They may have uh, uh, 50 pounds of rice and beans. That's great. That's great. But how are you going to prepare that? Do you have the water to cook it, and do you have the energy? Because uh, if there's a cessation of services or some type of uh, natural or man-made disaster that is turning off the electricity, do you have some other way? Because 
it's going to be necessary for you to have energy in some form or fashion. So how are you for, how are you prepared uh, to get around that? What is your plan for that? So I'd like for you guys to uh, I'd like for you to be ready and call in with uh, your ideas on that. All right, uh, that's going to be it for the show for tonight, and uh, we'll be looking for you guys this uh, next week, and uh, should be back to Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time. And uh, we'll see you then for the topic of uh, bugging in. All right. Thanks, uh, everyone who tuned in tonight. And thanks for all the people that called in. And nobody said anything, but they called in. And we'll see you this next week at uh, 7 p.m. Central on Thursday. All right. Thanks, everybody. Good night.
Skies broadcasting live. Billions of 